Welcome to the Townsend Institute podcast series, Tips, a show produced by the Townsend Institute at Concordia University, Irvine. This podcast provides tips into leadership, coaching, and counseling topics aimed at helping listeners grow in both their personal and professional lives. I'm Dr. John Townsend, psychologist, organizational consultant, and author of over 30 books, including the New York Times bestselling Boundaries series. I'm also the founder of the Townsend Institute, and I'm excited to introduce your podcast hosts, Townsend Institute Program Directors, Dr. Ashley Andrew and Dr. Gilbert Fugit. Welcome back, everyone, and Happy New Year. We hope you all had a very Merry Christmas. To kick off the new year, we're sitting down with Dr. Townsend to discuss a very popular topic this time of year, New Year's resolutions. That's right, Ashley. New Year's resolutions are on many people's minds. And congratulations if yours are still going and you haven't given up yet. But for those uh, you know who are struggling days into the new year, hopefully Dr. Townsend Insights today will help you get back on track. Let's get started. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the first episode of the new year, welcoming you all to 2024. And we're joined here today by Dr. Townsend himself. Welcome back, Dr. Townsend. Happy New Year. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Gilbert. Good to be here. Happy New Year. (laughs) So glad you could be with us. (laughs) We're going to go ahead and jump right into it today. We're going to take it back a few years now, Dr. Townsend. Four years ago, Back at the end of 2019, you wrote a short article on your website titled Your One Thing Recipe for Success in the New Year. Now, that new year was 2020. I think it's safe to say many people's resolutions, plans, and anticipation for 2020 went out the window, or at least weren't as expected. So this is our opportunity here today to revisit that conversation. So let's get started with why do you think New Year's resolutions are so popular? Can you talk a little bit about maybe the neuroscience or psychology behind that? Yeah, it's really the science of hope, I think, more than anything, Ashley. Um, When we go through life, it's just just hard to think that tomorrow is not going to get better in any way. I mean, we we go into dread and despair. We get we get detached. We get kind of, okay, just forget it all. And our brain needs to get those those hormones, you know, those endorphins that are more positive and like, it's, if you do a few things, it'll be okay. And we're also memorial type people. We like memorializing things. We like milestones. I mean, what's your birthday? You know, you know July 4th and this sort of thing. And the first is this kind of a natural memorializer of you know, I didn't handle, you know, the last year as much as I wanted to. I kind of, you know, wasn't as nice to my friends. I didn't make as much money as I wanted or whatever. And so the milestones, the brain goes, there's a milestone, just like your birthday, just like Christmas, just like 4th of July. The, and, and the first symbolically is new year, literally new year. And I've got hope. It brings me back to hope. Like maybe there's some things I can do to make life better instead of being in a state of paralysis and helplessness. We hate that and our brain hates that. That makes a lot of sense, uh, the hope, right? Everybody's got this hope as a, you know, enter a new year, right? I mean, it's it's like what, I don't know, being a Cubs fan or something like that. You know, all the teams are <laughs> like, oh, or, or we have some relatives that are Browns fans. So every year they got a chance maybe to win the Super Bowl. Can so. you handle the emails on this podcast? Because I think, <laughs> I think you're, so. you're going to need to read those, not me. I'm not saying this stuff, just go for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's that, Yeah, email it to ashley.andrew because um, uh, she'll, she'll want to read all that. But um, so. 
So, so what do you think are some of the benefits, but also some of the downfalls of uh, New Year's resolutions? I think there's, I think that there are downfalls, but I think that the benefits net out mo- more important than the downfalls. I would say that start with the downfalls. I'm always one of those when somebody says, "Do you want bad news or good news?" Like, give me the good news. I mean, give me the bad news first. I want to get that out of the way. And it, some of the downfalls is that there is a risk. There's a risk of failure of whatever your metric is. You know, poundage or money or time that you spend playing with your kids or you know devotionals or whatever. And risk is always a downfall. But you know, nothing happens in life without risk. No risk, no reward. Uh, the the second downfall of making them is some people get into a mentality of this is the only time I got to do it. You know, by by April, I, I forgot what it was. Oh, forget it. I can live like I want to, and and so they don't keep that keep that continued sort of like um, urgency and that sort of thing. So, but they're the only two: risk and failure, feeling bad, and like losing urgency. But the benefits are several. One is um, they alert the brain to this is important to our values, our core values. And you know, if your if your core values are relationship or business or church or your family or health or whatever, it, it it the brain loves these little resets. You know how you reset, you know, when you're 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 you call your IT guy and he says, you know, uh, what am I gonna do? And he goes, Oh, just reboot it. I mean, that's how they make all their money is reboot. Well, it's the same thing with the brain. It goes, this is important. We're starting all over again. Number two is that it gives us a chance to muster up the support and strategy we've got to have. Because if you've got a good support and if you've got a good strategy and you've already kind of like um, put the obstacles in your head already, you've already budgeted for them, you've got a lot better chance. So, and and third, well, if you don't do it, what's going to happen again? The definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over again, expecting a different result. So, how you know, we have our podcast in early January 2025. If you're this same because you didn't do any resolutions, then you are by definition psychotic. You don't want to be crazy. <laughs> so, so we hopefully it's true. We want to limit the amount of psychotic people out there. I like that. I like got to help them be more reality based, which. You know, so many leaders, so many people in business, so many people, you know, coaches and counselors, they kind of get a little crazy during the year. But if you do this in the beginning and you do it right, not just kind of a one and done, it can really make a difference. You'll feel happy. And that's why I always say this in my blogs. This isn't about this year. This is about feeling this way next year and going, hey, I'm different. You know, I did a few things and I'm okay. This is about feeling great about what's going to happen one year from now. It's a long-term strategy. talk about let's do it right, how we do it right. So what are some suggestions that you oftentimes give your clients and you can hopefully offer our listeners here today who are looking to make change in their lives? Yeah, uh, uh, that's a great question, Ashley. I'll give you a kind of a, the menu that I give my clients. <clears throat> the first one is the why. And I'm not talking about why I do this. Now, we got to go back and we got to do a little bit of an autopsy. Why did last year's resolutions not work? Because if you don't do that, you're going to be at risk for it again. And, so, and, and you'll find out, uh, I didn't have good boundaries. Anybody ever heard the word boundaries? It's kind of an important word. A few, few times. A few, few times. Okay. And so I didn't I didn't have any. So I let, you know, you know, a lot of our podcast folks are very high capacity people. And so 
People are attracted to high capacity people. They want their wisdom and they want their encouragement. Well, if you don't have good boundaries, your year is going to be taken up with, well, this person needed my help, had to put this person's fire out. Oh, they were struggling. And in a year, you go, well, nothing happened because I was busy putting fires out of nice people. This isn't bad people, but you've got to have boundaries. There's a great proverb that I love. It says Proverbs 4.23. It says, guard your heart for from it flow the wellsprings of life. You got to guard your heart. And that means you got to go back and go, where did I not guard my heart? Guard my heart. Second thing you, you go, you is I had unrealistic ones, you know, and I'll go into that in, in next year. Watch out for the unrealistic, you know, a monster. And then the other one was just no plan, no support. And we'll go into those. But the why is huge. All right. The why of the past. So, so you know, buckle up, look at the bad stuff, say, yes, I failed, but I'm a nice person and get rid of it. All right. Then secondly, before you even start your resolution, um, I think you need to get a little support team. You know, we talk about this uh, here at the Intel Institute is what's your life team? You know, who, who are your comrades? And get, I don't know, two or three people besides your spouse. Don't burden your spouse with your, can't, I don't have money or I don't have time. They, they already know about that and they love you, but take somebody besides that, you know, two or three friends and just say, I'm figuring out these things. Can I like talk to you for a few minutes, you know, once a week, once every two weeks? Got to have the support team. The brain requires love. It's not just that we're smart people and disciplined people. That's just, those are necessary, but not, not, not sufficient. So you got to be vulnerable. Who, who is safe with me that's not going to shame me and it's not going to forget it? The third thing I always tell people is get the vision going, get a little, you know, I've got a four by eight, uh, I'm looking at it right, right now, four by eight whiteboard where I do my planning. You guys came over the house the other night and saw it where all my brain goes, write something out or on a piece of paper and say, just dream a little bit and and only dream of maybe, I always tell people do more, no more than three, something personal, something professional, something either, you know, in, in Townsend leadership program that we're all involved in, um, which is the, the leadership professional group. You, every year you have a stretch goal, personal, professional, and either, and that the brain can't handle more of that. can probably can't handle those that very well, but you can get them off. But just vision them. But after that, get realistic about the goal. I mean, I had a client one time that said, "Yeah, my business. I want to. You know, I want to double my business this year." Now we looked at his numbers. He'd been doing the business for thirty years, and I said, "You've been going about I don't know six percent, eight percent, ten percent a year. Yeah, I'm gonna double this year. Why? Because I am. Because that's not a plan." And we have all these arguments, and then finally said 12%, which he made. So make it realistic. Don't beat yourself up. You'll be even more discouraged in 25. So make it realistic. Then put a plan together. What's it going to take? And that just has to do with, you know, we all know about this here, all of us in leadership, is a thing called a strategy. Very simple. What am I going to do every week up for the next 52 weeks to get this done? That's kind of it. It's a simple menu, but it really works. John, you know, it, it's simple, but but boy, we we sometimes complicate that, right? Uh, so oh, much. Mark, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I you mentioned that vision board, you know, that you have. I I actually that really uh, resonate because when I was over there and I saw it on the board, I go, yeah, he's taking it seriously. This is this is really what we want to do. And yeah, I got more ink than I do white space on my vision I, board. <laughs> no, there was a lot of great things, and yeah, you know. And then that means we can keep pushing it out in front and think about it and talk about it and not let it um, just uh, disappear. You're right. By the time uh, April comes around, we wait. Didn't he have? No. Yeah. We don't forget about it. So I, I think that's great. I love it. Aside from 
personal change and growth in the new year, you know, we talk about Townsend Institute, but all kinds of organizations may also, you know, this might be helpful to businesses and organizations. What recommendations do you have for today's leaders? Number one, thank you for what you do. Here at TIPS, we can't tell you how many leaders we work with who are out there for the right reasons. We all want to be successful, but everybody we talk to, they've got a great mission. They want to make the world a better place. They want to, you know, they're willing to like work hard to leave their stamp on a world that's kind of struggling. So thank you for what you do. And the first thing I would say would be, and this is going to be a little counterintuitive, but what's new about that? Uh, don't start with the business one or the organization mm. one. Start with yours. Because it's what, like when I wrote um, Leading from Your Gut, I talk about vision and mission, and there's a cascading. If you, if you get your own self, you and your world and your values and, you know, where God wants you, and you get that straight in your head about you as an individual and your family, then you can sit down with your organization, whether it's a for-profit or a corporation or a family-owned business or whatever, a church. And you can say, now, this is where I'm going in life. How do I cascade that down to there? So once you've done that for yourself, then you sit down. And I always tell people, um, to have a really good uh, um, approach on New Year's resolutions is basically the matter of you can you come and have an, whatever you're leading. If it's a department or a division or the business itself, you come up with the, the, the overall view. But you've got to bring your key people into the framing up, because if you just do the whole thing and they say, OK, here and you say, here's my little PowerPoint. Here's what we're going to do, guys. Uh, I hope you like it. There's a thing called alignment. And if you don't bring them in early when the cement's still wet, it's going to suck. They're going to go, wow, yeah, thank you that I have no choices here and I'm your CFO. So you you got to start the, the the original, you know, to strike the original match about we're going to do this in Smith sneakers. We're going to accomplish this. That's what I love is what we all love. But I really need you guys help for the incremental changes and what's the strategy going to look like. you got a lot better chances of them being on board because they had some kind of agency in it. Huge, huge, huge. Talk about that in our classes here in the Institute, especially we talk about our organizational change class, our culture class, building that coalition, right? Having those alongside you to help carry out whatever that's going to look like. So You know what? We just had graduation. Actually, we were all there at it and we graduated all these students. And I was talking to leadership students and I was saying, okay, what's the one thing you learn with your master's in organizational leadership or your master's in coaching? They said, it's the people part. We get yeah. the strategy. We understand that. But now I've been kind of isolated. I'm kind of a lone ranger and that doesn't work. And I found the value of the team. It's all about relationship. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. And I want to reiterate that point you made um, just a second ago about starting with the personal, right? You've mentioned now a few times how important it is to have that support system. So perhaps that's why we start with the personal to make sure that those closest to us are in a good place. We've got our support so that when we take those resolutions, changes, what have you, to our divisions, our departments, our businesses, we're able to handle what's thrown at us because mm -hmm. we have closer at home behind us. That's really great. Yep. Well, we have to turn the tables then a little bit. You shared a little bit about what you do with your clients. Dr. Townsend, are you willing to share with our listeners, do you have any New Year's resolutions heading into the new year? Anything you can share with us today, big or small? Uh, I've got a big one, and you guys know about it. I'm writing a textbook 
And um, yeah. it's about going to be about counseling because I, I want to work on a leadership textbook and a coaching textbook, but the first one's a counseling textbook because we have all three programs at the Institute. And a textbook is different than a book book. You know, the average American book is written at the eighth grade level. If, whether it's mm -hmm. me or James Patterson or Stephen King or whatever, that's mm -hmm. whatever, that's the norm. And um, our faculty here said, can you write a book at the 17th grade level, which is, you know, up there for <laughs> grad school and that sort of thing. And um, so I'm, I'm writing the, the whole thing from where what we call it theory and diagnosis and, and, and then treatment. Any book you write, this technical theory, diagnosis, treatment. And it starts with um, God and the fact that he made us a certain way. And then a thing called the fall happened and all went reversed. So now what do you do? Because now people are depressed, got awful relationships, don't feel happy about their careers. So how do you diagnose the problem? And then how do you fix it? And it's going to take I've started it already, but the, the resolution is I need to finish it by August because I want to get it to our students. I want to get it to everybody in any in any grad school that's uh, interested in counseling. And I also want to get it to, you know, people that have graduated. We had so many of our graduates said, I need the book. That's my big, scary one. Well, we we are here to support you. We were fortunate enough, like you said, Gilbert and I, to see some of that sketched out on your whiteboard in your office. And it's an exciting thing. And hey, anytime you start with God, you're already on the track. So there you go. That's kind of the North Star, isn't it? <laughs> I think so. And and John, I like that. You know, it's like you said, one of those big audacious goals and uh, something you've been thinking about for a while. And what I love is you, you, as we were looking at this, you're, you're doing what you talked about. You're, you're creating a, you know, a structure, you, you know, you, you talk about writing outlines before you even start writing the words. So it's not just, yeah, you're sitting down at a computer and twiddle your thumbs and see what happens in a couple hours, you know? So. I, I used to, I tried that with a couple of books I've written, I don't know, 30 or so. And I would, you know, in a month I would say the same thing, use the same story about the kid with the kite and the pony and all that. And I think, Wait a minute, did I say that? So now it's all I outlined for months. I read I read the top 60 books in counseling, took notes on those. And then after the top 60 books, then what I did was basically outline, I mean the outlining phase of each chapter, because once I finish all that, then the book's a typing job. And to your point, I do have a support team now. Yes. Like I'll last the last 10 books have had a support team. I mean, these people, you know what they do? They kind of follow the relational nutrients because I, mm -hmm. I check in with them like weekly or biweekly because you get writer's um, writer's block. And so, and, and you know, our four, our four types of relational nutrients, one is just be present with somebody and don't blab or give advice. Sometimes they need to get to the well with me because I had a hard day. It was a struggle. The content was a struggle. I need that. Sometimes I need somebody... To, to give me the good and say, you know, I just heard, you know, you wrote these 14 words, but they're good 14 words. You didn't write a thousand, but you wrote those. And they, I, I feel like a Prozac hit when they say that. Or some of them just need to give me a wisdom, you know, provide reality, quadrant three. And they go, think about this because, you know, you're going somewhere, but what about putting this in? I never thought about that. That's the wisdom and reality part. And then the fourth quadrant of, of nutrient is call to action. When they go, well, you were stalled all day. Uh, why don't you go to, you know, either work out or have a Ben and Jerry's though. Don't, those don't work together very well, but do something nice. And I'll be thinking about you tomorrow and kind of push me to action. So the support team has saved my whole life doing that. I hope our listeners are, are paying attention because you're not doing this as a lone ranger, right? Your support team, you need those relational nutrients to really make 
these big goals happen. So, um, yeah. We give out a gas without it. I mean, yeah. Think about all the times in our listening audience that you've started some initiative, some project. You thought this is it. It's going to change everything. And then you get the initial, I mean, the, 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 the speed bumps that always happen. There's always little speed bumps and big speed bumps. And you think, well, I'll just power through. Well, I'm here to tell you, powering through has limited value. Sometimes you can't mm. and sometimes you cannot. You read 60 books in preparation for writing this other book. So you obviously do a lot of research when you're doing anything. So as you think about New Year's resolutions, goals, stretch goals, all that stuff, what other books or podcasts or materials out there do you recommend for our listeners as they want to achieve success, both personally and professionally in the new year? Uh, some of my favorites are people that y'all know very well, like uh, Pat Lencioni's great. Um, I love Craig Groeschel. People like that that are thinkers and they think on the edge, they do great work. Very good. Good recommendations. We also have to plug a previous podcast episode with our own Gilbert, who talked about stretch goals and expanding a little bit on the intricacies of those. So we certainly encourage our listeners to go back uh, and listen more to that advice because Gilbert, you offered our listeners some some great take home points there. Well, as we start to wrap up this, our first episode in the new year, you know how we do this, John, we always end our episodes with the takeaway tip. So as the first takeaway tip of 2024, what can you offer our listeners? Well, let me go back to Proverbs 4.23, Ashley, where it says to guard your heart. If you're going to apply, if you like any of these ideas we're talking about on the podcast, there's a five-minute thing. And we're asking for five minutes here. I know we gave, you know, we asked for 25 minutes because you're doing your laundry or working out while you listen. We asked for five more, okay? And those five are to be a little bit selfish in putting together these ideas. Life takes over. People are going to call you and there's emails to answer and there's all this. Give yourself five minutes. What are we at? We're in early January just to say, this is about me, not because I'm a self-centered narcissist. This is about me because God made a me and he wants it to be a, a, a functional me and a high performing me. And just to say, what does it look like? And, and what will happen is those endorphins will hit your brain and go, you know, you've got potential and this is the one I want you to work on. And this is the one that will make all the difference. That five minutes will come out to be a great year if you do these steps. Thank you, John. I, I think that that probably hits a lot of people and lands with them because especially if you got kids, you got other responsibilities and all, it's hard, you know, sometimes they're like, man, I'm just happy to get a shower in for the day. Right. And so five, <laughs> five minutes, you know, uh, but to, to, to be a little selfish to, to say, Hey, no, this is important. Um, I love it. Thank you for sharing that tip. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I can, uh, we all don't have weeks or months to dedicate or even hours on a particular day, but five Not minutes. Not a luxury we have. Mm. Oh, no. Well, thank you again, John. Happy New Year to you. And we're looking forward to another great year. Thank you. And Happy New Year too. Special thanks to Gadessa Labawa, CY alumni, for the Tips Podcast Music. If you enjoy the Townsend Institute podcast series, Head to our website, cui.edu slash Townsend, to find out more about the certificates or bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degrees offered through Concordia University, Irvine. With programs in organizational psychology, mental health counseling, executive coaching, consulting, and organizational leadership, we have a variety of faith-based programs dedicated to helping you fulfill your academic and professional goals, all while further developing your competence and character. Again, that's cui.edu slash Townsend.